Hi guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Poly Podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. I hope you're all doing well. It is my absolute pleasure to bring you this interview with the excellent Knife Bride. I've got Molly on the line. How are you doing? How are things? Hello. Um, yeah, good. It's Friday. Feeling good. Um, Friday vibes are pumping, and I'm just happy to be here. So thank you for having me. No, absolutely fine. As we were just discussing, um, I am obsessed with the EP. So as this goes out, the EP, Don't Dream Too Much, is out everywhere. Yeah. People can go and listen to it. You can definitely pause this and go and go and listen to it and come back because it's three it's three tracks and all of them are bangers. So um, my first kind of question is, how are you feeling ahead of the record? What's the mood like in camp? Yeah, really good. The mood is great. To be fair, we're very lucky. We are very close friends mm-hmm. as well as a band. So the mood's always pretty good. But... Um, we've been waiting for this for so long. Like the the timelines are bigger than than they feel behind the scenes. Do you know what I mean? Of because course, obviously, yeah. ob- ob- like we hadn't released anything for a while anyway. But it yeah. feels even longer because there's there's things that you have to do that obviously aren't on the forefront. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, the process has been amazing, but also um, just. Um, lots of anticipation in the camp. So now that it's all coming out and we're really proud of our baby, uh, yeah. we wouldn't put anything out that we weren't proud of. Um, can you hear that bird? I it's can't actually. It's all good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is an amazing feeling. I am very emotional. We, we're all quite emotional actually in the band and I have cried a number of times. Like when it, when it comes out, when you see the music videos, when you... There, there are certain times where you listen to it through like neutral fresh ears. Like mm. obviously you go a little bit, um, what would you call it? A little bit numb to the song sometimes when you've heard them so many times. Yeah, it's yeah. like you you do have to separate yourself because I end up going, are they good? Are they yeah, all right? Yeah. Like, cool. do we like, yeah. and then you, you step away from it and you listen to it again and you're like, oh, that's really, I'm very proud of that. So yeah, and I think each of the songs have their own character. Um, and I, I just, I'm really glad that we were able to put out a bit of a concept EP as well. So, absolutely, and that's the thing as well. I, I can only, I, I don't do music or anything like that, but I can liken it to to doing a podcast because I'm quite lucky in this conversation. This is going out uh, the first week of September, so there's not too much of a gap between us having this conversation and it going out. But other times, I've had like two or three months, and I've recorded it, and it goes out in like three months' time, and then people go, "Oh my god, that conversation was great!" And I'm like. I'd forgotten on how I mean I've not forgotten to have it, but like I've <laughs> yeah. edited, I've like I've sort of moved on to the next three, four things, and it's kind of like, okay, cool, oh amazing. That's like done really well. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's well, it's quite nice, you know. That's lucky for us as well. That's really nice to know that it's coming out such a short while after because we'll have just done our blondies gig. Yeah. Um sure. we'll have just done our release show. Yeah. So yeah, yeah thank you. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to talk about the fact that this is kind of a, a bit of a concept piece as well, this EP. And I didn't want to rehash your own words and things. But in the in the press thing, it said it's a, a trilogy of gruesome dreams, a, a one a one night cycle of disturbing visions, which I that initially, before hearing any of it, I was like, well, that's caught my interest. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, because I, so to give you a little bit of context, what I mean by me getting hooked in, I'm a massive fan of the debut album by Billie Eilish. Um, yes, yeah, where, yeah. Where, where, where do we go? And I like the idea of kind of when you fall asleep, because you can have really lovely dreams and everything's mm. great. But you can also have uh, night paralysis, night terror, things like that, that you have as a child all the way up through to your adult life. Yeah. And it kind of 
it's kind of an interesting concept to me that you kind of delved into this kind of world of what do we think about when our brain sort of goes a bit haywire when we're not quite looking it's kind of a cool concept how did that kind of come about as a concept for you guys as a band um i think um very much um that there, there's a number of reasons um mm-hmm. i not to put anyone off because in yeah. in a lot of ways it's it's well in every way except from this it's really changed my life but flor- yeah. i've gone on fluoxetine in the last oh. year and it causes really, really vivid, vibrant dreams. And a lot oh, of my dreams sure. are pretty terrifying. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's probably because, oh, is that bird really annoying? No, it's, it's literally fine. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. Okay, yeah, it must be a lot louder here. Um, so yeah. for me, um, my dreams are very vivid anyway. Mm. And I put into the mix the fact that I watch a lot of horror films and thrillers and stuff. So it's sort of like self-sabotage, isn't it? What what can I really, really expect? I'm going to have hideous dreams. Um, but it doesn't stop me. And I'm actually um, aware that I'm dreaming whilst I dream. And I yeah, yeah, yeah. think that's quite a unique privileged perspective because I can say to myself Molly you're asleep I know that a few people can do that um and it's a bit of a superpower so I was like that's something otherworldly um that I can speak about I never ever want to talk about things that don't completely fascinate me and um, to me that's like it's magic isn't it like the fact wherever we go is a fucking crazy place and it's like yeah larger than life and I I just thought what better to talk about for our first body of work absolutely and and I want to talk about obviously you mentioned the music videos and stuff because I've been sent um the new music video which will be out on the 25th called um uh person per smile have I got that right permanent smile we call it we call it perm yeah Um, yep fair um which the lovely Sarah your PR guy sent over to us um and it's kind of beautifully unhinged that's what I put it in (laughs) I love that there's moments in it where you're kind of like you're grinning and you're smiling to the camera. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then there's like elements of horror in it. I'm like, this is kind of like it's like watching a horror film where you're like, I can't through your eyes. Do you know what I mean? Through your fingers and your eyes. Like, I don't want to watch it because I don't <laughs> yeah. know. And I was kind of on edge the whole time. But the, the music mix mits um perfectly with the song and it's really cool. Was that kind of done in on purpose, like a kind of tongue-in-cheek way, or how did that all come about? Yes. So um we are um pretty laid back and maybe you would say disorganized in the music video world like we go into it with not a super clear vision we're lucky enough to work with loki um loki films and um we basically just say this is what we're picturing can we make it glitchy and fucky that is my favorite word for all of our music and um and videos i just want it to be fucky really um and yeah, so we, we go in there and, and we always say, can we please have some horror themes? Mm. Um, most of us are, like, big on horror. Mm. Um, Lauren isn't. Yeah. <laughs> She's in the wrong band, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I definitely want it to always take that sort of cinematic approach. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll come into it, but I'm a big Kate Bush fan and her, mm. her whole... Um, persona or her whole way of portraying different characters is mm-hmm. something that I've definitely taken influence from um and I think it's I, I would love to think that we're able to tell a bit of a story even if there isn't a really clear 
um, timeline to it. That's what we're trying to do because it's so it's really hard to when you're on a budget to mm -hmm. and when you're on a like a small time frame to have yes. a really cohesive storyline. So yeah. if we can evoke some emotions by sort of dangling something mm. in front of you rather than giving a really clear cut yeah. storyline i think that's what we try and do what we try and aim for and that's the thing as well sometimes the best things are made with low budget no money no this no that because it forces you to take a more creative approach yeah well we can't have all the big cgi effects or whatever so what how are we going to do this because i want to do this and you're going to do this yeah we've just got to make it a practical which i think works always better anyway you know yeah and it's and it's super fun that way as well because if you've got all the cgi stuff you're gonna rely on it whereas exactly. whereas <laughs> like that day lauren turned up and she was like molly i brought us flamenco skirts and the boys were like how the fuck does that fit in and i was like it just will. Lauren, I completely see your vision. This is perfect okay. <laughs> because it, and I love those shots. They don't make any fucking sense, but they do as well. Like, yeah. and, and that's the same as dreaming. You dream and you're like, yeah, how what? am I here? What, Why am what I did here? that mean? <laughs> yeah. And I think that's, that's the beauty of it. And in all of the, um, in all of the songs, there is that sort of recurring, like, um, I don't know, some, something that pops up that shouldn't be there in the music video sort of yeah. thing. So and yeah, that's the thing as well. It, it makes perfect sense because in the, in the kind of concept of it being kind of like dreamlike, it is kind of you don't. It's not a it's not a linear narrative, is it? When you're dreaming, it's kind of like things just happen, and you just think, and you wake up. And the best thing about it is you kind of in the same way the record kind of made me feel when I first saw it. It's kind of like, what the fuck just happened there? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It was kind of just that. like it was brilliant, but I don't understand. <laughs> like what like i had to kind of go back <laughs> like, what do i like about this because there's there's bits in it that make uh, a lot of sense but other bits are kind of like that's a bit out of left field or, or whatever you know? so that's really cool i don't think that i could ask for any better feedback that is well, literally <laughs> that is so that's music to my ears <laughs> awesome uh, and as i said um I, I'm, I'm super obsessed with it it's super catchy loud unapologetic is what i've put um and you recorded it at ranch uh production studios with neil kennedy who worked like creep and milk teeth in boston manor yes i fucking love um mm. so i kind of wanted to ask from a like a creative standpoint how do you feel about kind of releasing kind of um the creative control sometimes because they're the ones people who master and mix it they're kind of like they've got the best interest of you at the band and obviously yeah. the songs at heart but if you've sat and written something and you've kind of, you've slaved over it and you love it and you go, like, can we just change this one phrasing or this one? And you go, no, no, absolutely yeah. not. Like, <laughs> like you know, but for the good of the song and good of the album, you know? Um, do you know what? I think we're not precious at all. So, and if I'm being honest, um, <laughs> we've never had anything. We've never taken anything to the ranch. Mm -hmm. And then it's been changed in terms of the musicality. Okay. Um, so um, I think I think we went with pretty fucking good songs. And yeah, course, and yeah. Neil and uh, Lewis wasn't actually there during the recording. It was actually Lou, who's lovely as well. But Lewis got his hands on it afterwards. So yeah. um, we we are really great friends with them all. So it it's really easy, and and I just respect them as as like producers and that yeah. they're so good at what they do um yeah. i think we sort of when it came to the production and all, all of that side of things yeah. we sort of just said stick a load of weird shit on it and trusted 
that they would have the same vision as us and and they and they did and yeah. and that's what i mean in the way of that we're not precious i think mm-hmm. we're good songwriters but yeah. we're not producers sean milsop our drummer is um yeah. but we trust um that that they we trusted that they'd have the same vision luckily they did and actually they brought it to life in a much better way than we would have if we had um, done the production i think if absolutely. I'm being completely honest. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that, that's that's the one thing I was trying to pride myself on. And I'm so glad you've been so open because that's the thing. Some bands will come on and they're very like within their wits of kind of their media training and whatever else. But like, if you're just honest, it's better. It's better for everybody. Oh, I, hate, I hate the fucking lip service media training. You'll never, ever get that from me. Don't worry. Oh, my, my, <laughs> my dream guest is always what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to take things back to the beginning for you personally because you've got a really really lovely voice and, and kind of was that kind of a, a natural talent or is it something you've had to work really hard at because don't get me wrong like Pavarotti pa- Pavarotti is that the word I'm going to call yeah, yeah. The, the opera singer he's obviously got a natural ability with his voice how did it all kind of start for you as, as a vocalist um so I would say that I have got a natural ability, mm-hmm. but like, so my dad's a singer um, yeah. and I think my mum would like to think she is. <laughs> Bless her. Um, <laughs> mum, if you're listening, please don't be angry. Um, yeah, my dad's a singer and he's got a gorgeous voice. He's got a cracking mm-hmm. voice. He's um, he's a bit of Dale boy on the music scene, as in pubs, clubs, restaurants. Nice. Um, I'm sure he's done a funeral or a wedding, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I've definitely got, like, the tone from from mm. him. And yeah. lo- obviously, Lauren's my cousin. Um, yeah. as in, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, cool. and, and we've got, I've got other cousins that have brilliant voices. So I think, yeah, yeah. and my nanny Brecken had a great voice. So, yeah, it was always, it was always there. Um, yeah. But... I think, and my mum's pretty hardcore, mm-hmm. um, and I think when I was sort of growing up, I remember her being a little bit, she wasn't, she's not very mumsy mumsy, and I mm-hmm. think she was a little bit like, all right, that's a nice idea that you want to sing, yeah. but yeah. like, what, what are you going to do for real? And yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And was a little bit like, I don't think that you're, maybe good good enough i don't know and you know, i you know what though i'll just quickly jump in and say that the fact like you see the like i mean this is very like mid 2000 centric but like the folks like x factor and things like that right yeah and you're worlds away from what you do in comparison but yes. you have people going on there who've been told relentlessly by the family they can sing they're amazing dad yeah. and they get there and then they're like oh it's bad and you think <laughs> Who the fuck told you you would like? And I don't mean to be just anybody, but it is. It is kind of like you know, and it's like fucking hell. Like I'm never going to be a footballer given the size I am. But do you know what I mean? It's (laughs) kind of almost to say, oh, you could be the next David Beckham, and told me that since I was three. Yeah, especially someone that loves you the most. It's bad. And you know what? I I really do take my hat off to my mum because she always kept me. Like I always say, my mum's the black and white for me, and my dad's the color. And I don't mean that in a uh, yeah. uh, like horrible way to my mum because I love her. She's um, kept me from dreaming. She's kept me on the straight and narrow, and like I think made me realise that I need to have discipline as well as you know yeah. the other side of things. Um, yeah. and so I I actually went to uni um and studied um professional musicianship and vocals, and 
I think learning to use my diaphragm, learning my breathing, learning, um, you know, a bit of theory and all that bullshit has yeah. been really, really helpful for me. And my voice has massively changed. But yeah. I, I recorded a CD um, when I was about 14 and, I've, you know, yeah. I'm singing Adele and I'm singing and I've listened back to it. I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah. But I've definitely learned to use my instrument a lot mm-hmm. better. Um, yeah. And I am def- I'm the inclination to be a musician musician was always there um but I do think um I don't think that you can you can teach someone to sing when it's not already there if they're completely tone deaf yeah absolutely I think I had some good um building blocks (laughs) I was speaking to um so the reason I I spoke to um Mark Hudson the vocalist of Dragon Force and it was something I said is it a natural thing and he, he said similarly and um a Lucas from Holding Absence said you can get a really good drummer you can have rhythm or you can have someone who's not very good with rhythm, but be a fantastic drummer. Like, do you know what I mean? It's sometimes it just, you've either got it like the basics and you can be kind of shit yeah. or you can have nothing and be like really, really work at it. And it, it's, it's a two way thing, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. It's the, um, je ne sais quoi. Absolutely. Oh, God, I love that word. What a <laughs> so word. <do> I. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wanted to touch on the fact you've been super busy with Knife Bride as well. Uh, lots of touring, uh, supports with Wargasm on their first kind of uh, UK tour and things. Playing like to download Great Escape. What is kind of like going through your head and your mentality sort of half an hour to an hour before the show? What What's it like uh, that kind of time? Oh, that's when we all go, why the fuck do we do this? <laughs> <laughs> that's where we're all like, you want to see us behind stage. It is hilarious. Mm-hmm. I... Yeah. I know that a lot of people in the industry have got quite an elusive, mysterious mm. um, and cool like thing about them. Yeah, we yeah. just, we just haven't. And if you saw us behind stage, it, it is a sight to behold because the, the, we're all quite um, animated people. We're yeah. all very pumped on adrenaline and we love it so much um but we're we're all pretty nervous wrecks before we go on but as soon as we get on we go into that mode I look at everyone and everyone's like facial chemistry changes and I'm like oh that is it like we're definitely born performers and we fucking love it um but I think the things that go through our head is Jesus fucking Christ I know that I think before I go on no matter how many times I've rehearsed no, no matter the fact that I've written those fucking lyrics I'm like what are the yeah. words yeah yeah, what yeah. The words to the songs yeah, and yeah. All, all of us just assume that we've forgotten everything we've ever learned um yeah. when, when obviously it's muscle memory we're gonna remember but we just we always just want to do an amazing show it's not always possible to do mm-hmm. your absolute best show um but I think we always want to do that um and we've been so lucky to play some amazing venues to have some incredible crowds because you know some sometimes you've got it in you um to give it even if you're not getting much back but the best best nights are when the crowd is electric and you can just feed yeah. off of that energy um so we've we've had a few of those like the o2 kentish forum was yeah. like the best night of my life that was our last night of the wargasm tour yeah. and um i think we all felt similarly because that was just again again like the dreaming thing it was otherworldly yeah just and like that, a that- drug that's the thing it's been it's been said a number of times by a number of people who said it, it's similar to, to a drug and you, you keep sort of the reason why you keep going out is is chasing that kind of high and always just like wanting to get better and be better performance and that's the thing as well i think there is a real 
um, first for UK underground, like important people saying important things, you know, in terms of bands, and especially being uh, yourself being a female at the front of the band and being, you know, females in the band. It's so fucking good. And I'm so fucking proud to see, you know, a wave that big flag for the UK because, you know, like America is so vast and so fucking big. And I'm not shitting on any American bands, but they are so, like, as a country, so vast. And it's kind of like, we're doing shit here. Like, mm. like, you know, the 70s and 80s and Sabbath and all the rest of it and Priest and the rest of it. Like, they were doing it. But now we're like, oh, we're doing it. Do you know what I mean? And I, and I well, love that. It's my favorite thing, you know? Yeah, I'm so, I feel so blessed um, that we are doing this as we're doing it and, like, watching, especially, like, Nova Twins are the first band that come yeah. to mind. Like, yeah, absolutely. I feel really um, honoured. I actually, in our last... Um, I think it was, yeah, it must have been my last term of BIM. Um, mm. So the British Institute of Modern Music, BIM yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I'm sure I'll get a few people go, oh, she went to BIM. Um, but I went Such back and did a master's there. I, I enjoyed it. I went back and did a master's there and we were lucky enough to have a masterclass with Nova Twins. And um, um, they are just um, icons through and through. Yeah, and um, they're pa- paving the way for a lot of us. Um, yeah, we're, we're lucky enough that... Um, knife riders collective we'd, we'd played in all other bands mm. um and then like as in we'd all played together separately in other bands and then we were like decided to form a band together and to play heavy music we'd never played heavy music and yeah. um just luckily for us um i feel like we we yeah that happened at a really beautiful time mm-hmm. absolutely and that's the thing as well you're um obviously returning to bernard down festival uh, as yeah. this first, this will be in a couple of days' time, heading back there. And also the the new uh, Misery Loves Company Festival in Bristol, I want to Bristol, say. Bristol, yes. There we go, which looks incredible. Um, I wanted to kind of ask, do you approach festival sets differently to kind of your own support slots and headline shows? How does that all come about? Um, that's a very good question. Um, I don't think so. Mm. I don't, I don't, maybe we're not... Um, organized enough to approach approach (laughs) things differently the only reason i say is because like the way that i see it is kind of like a punter who goes to these things is like a festival is kind of a massive battle of the bands yeah we're all playing at the same level in terms of sound like you can't be louder than each other yeah who can make the most amount of noise and bring the most amount of people to the tent and go you walk past the pan and go what the fuck is going on in there and you dart in or whatever because that's that's the thing yeah I think that's the best thing about festivals. You can find your new favorite band. Absolutely. And I'm so in love with the bands I have already got in my kind of, in my, in my life and go, yeah, they're amazing. But also I'm so eager to try and find new things. So that, that's oh, what yeah. really me about festivals and things. And uh, Misery Loves Company especially looks fucking awesome. Yeah. So they're they're both stacked. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we, um, f- for me personally, the fact that we, on, um, we're on, we're going back firstly onto the main stage at Burn It Down, so we're so honoured that they've asked us to do that because we yeah. loved playing last year as well. Um, yeah. And we're actually going on this year before Ithaca, who I'm absolutely yeah. obsessed yeah. with. So nice people as well, lovely people. Yeah, so that's going to be a moment. You're a queen. Let's just throw that up there as well. Absolute queen. <laughs> absolute queen. So that is going to be a moment. Like, yeah. yeah can't wait um but also but also yeah it we were discovered by I think we got like at least 40 followers off the back of burn it down last year so you're right it is 
a really amazing way to walk away with new fans and to get to speak to new fans as well because that's the thing we we like to stay and enjoy the music um that's why it's nice to actually be making music that you love um because it's an absolute honor and to be honest i think as much as we are professionals we mm. do love um the fact that we get to go and enjoy it and and see new bands ourselves as well like that is an absolute win in our books so i would mm. say the, the the difference for us in terms of how we prepare for it i think if anything it's just the fact that we're packing an overnight bag and <laughs> and planning to have a, yeah, yeah. a really good time <laughs> absolutely and that that's the thing as well just because you are a professional touring band and things it doesn't mean it hasn't have to be fun you don't have to because this is the thing i went to um 2000 trees along with a couple of other festivals this year as, as price like i did last year and it's so fucking nice because a you know you get to experience the thing i love going to see live music mm-hmm. also i get to walk into the backstage area and go oh fucking hell that's seven so over there <laughs> and you know what i there's only like i don't i tend not to have many regrets in life or at least i try not to yeah i have two regrets right one of which oh. is i met all of skindred and i just was just like i i could have asked them for an interview and didn't but dan has since come back on the show so that's a win amazing um, yeah i saw and then i i walked past jesse from eagles death metal and I fucking love that band. And I didn't say a word. I just saw, we sort of locked eyes. We sort of, on the, the head nod, all right? Like, That's like, the know, thing. Proper blokes do, just, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hello. Well, I think yeah. that's the thing. The more you love someone and the more you look up to them. Um, I was there for the first day of 2000 Trees. We might have even crossed yeah. each other. Oh, amazing, for sure. And um, I don't know if I want to name names, um, but I met someone who um, is famous and... I was just rigid as hell. And I walked away and I was like, no, 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 no. But I'm 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 really like pumped with adrenaline and I I'm a starstruck person. If I meet someone that's like that I really look up to or I'm inspired by, or this person I've been listening to since I was like 12. Yeah, um, yeah. and so I knew it was gonna happen. Well, it's only gonna go one way or the other. I've recently given up drinking, and that's obviously a lovely social lubricant, isn't it? Mm, of course, um, yeah, yeah. so that day i was very much like i could really use a drink but i didn't but if i had i would have probably been a bit looser um and yeah but i wasn't i was just like a robot i was like hello nice to meet you that that's the thing i um i I met so i don't again i try with this podcast what i've learned to try and do is is take people from their pedestal that people put them on and Mm. sit down and have just genuine conversations or at least try to and say you are just a human being who plays music and that's yeah it's kind of breaking that fourth wall for a lot of people but yeah i met um ralph from shikari and he is i've been listening to that band for 15 plus years they are like the soundtrack of my entire like childhood and into adolescence and i sort of he wasn't meant to be there because obviously he's played with Hell of Heroes and whatever on the, on that day. And I just saw, and I saw, I was like, nah, nah, cannot, cannot, nope, nope, nope. And I went over to speak to some photographer friends I'd met and they're like, oh yeah, he's with like Curse. Do you ever just go say hello? And I was like, oh, do you, do you know Curse? Oh. Do, you, do, you, do you just did like, do you know And I went over and I was like, hi, can I like just, I fucking, and I just gushed at him for like, <laughs> maybe 10 minutes. It that's was, my person. That's who I'm talking about. Amazing. <laughs> what an absolute king he was so fucking lovely as well he's it was so nice yeah it was he's the best so, nice. so good so good 
But I, yeah. I left and I was just like, oh, Molly, because he's so lovely and we could have had a yeah. great conversation, but I was just really, I was really shy. And then I was like, when have you ever been shy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why now? <laughs> That, that's the thing i um i, I met him and so i said to myself like this to me like you didn't say hello to jesse you barely said hello to Skindred. you're gonna regret it if you don't and i went Aww. all right okay big big boy pants on now let's go and do yeah. this went over super lovely and i just came back and my sister who uh is completely younger than me absolutely she's the like the main reason she's into rock music music now because of him because she stole a cd of mine back in the day when we used to live, live in the same house and um, <laughs> I was like, he's literally, and she's like, no, he's not. And I like, I tried to take like, a sly photo, and I feel really guilty. But I, did, I was like, no, can't do it, can't do it. I, I ended up getting a selfie with him, and it was just like, what a lovely man. Just yeah. what a lovely man. And my friend was like, oh, did you get on the podcast? I was like, fuck no. I was like, I'm not going to like bother him whilst he's like just here chilling. But he totally, I reckon he yeah. totally would. Like, are you going to ask him? I, I So I've gone through all the professional management kind of things, and it's all kind of... Yeah, it's not happening just yet, but we'll hope. We're hoping, but uh, absolutely, he would be yeah. great to have on. It's just like, but at the same time, I've kind of said everything I wanted to say. Yeah, I've kind of, I've kind of just gushed it, and I'm like, yeah. Did you say oh. I love you? I didn't say I love you, but I did. She <laughs> just, I was like, can I just say? It? I know this is really cringe. I was like, but thank you for like everything. Oh, and he was like, nice. I was like, you've got me through good times, bad times, like just every fucking emotion. And that's just, so nice. And that's not cringe because if someone said no. that to me, I would die on the spot. I would melt. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. He was such a lovely man, such a lovely man. Anyway, he has got enough lip service today. Yeah. If, if you're listening, Ralph, <laughs> podcast. Yeah, fuck's big, sake. Big, big fan of the show and all that. Um, <laughs> um, speaking about festivals and things, because this is a question I've asked everyone in 2023, right? And if you buy into the question, the better the answer is, right? So you're kind of going to go with me a little bit, right? So when Spotify buys this podcast, and I've got loads of fucking glorious Spotify money, yeah. I'm going to create my own festival, right? It's uh-huh. called Never Poly Podcast Festival or something to that effect. Anyway, Knife Pride are invited, along yeah. with all the other bands that have been on the podcast. But because we've got loads of money and mm-hmm. it's a big, massive field, we can have whatever we want. Okay. And that goes for bands riders as well. Okay. So what I'd like to know is what you'd like to add to the ride to your personal rider of the festival um and to give you a bit of context we've had um the best the best two examples i can give you is the same ones i do every time is andy from therapy who again i can hear of mine so that was amazing said to me i want i want basically i want like clean socks like underwear like water fruit really simple basic things i'm like yep fine done all the way to the other end for who's i had um the drummer of august burns red bat on who said to me i want a full monster truck rally set up at the festival and I'm like, I was like, that's the two kind of spectrum ends you're going for. But then you've had people say, I want like a specific like bottle of red wine from like this region in France. They make like 50 bottles of it. Like you can go super niche, but what would you like to have? Oh, fucking hell. I love an outfit change. So I would like a rail. I'm obsessed yeah. with a really expensive um, clothing brand called Miscreants. Okay, nice. Um, and it's like these gorgeous little slinky cocktail dresses mm-hmm. with a little slit in the leg um, nice. and this beautiful like ruffled material <laughs> and mm-hmm. gloves and they're like £400 um, yeah. for the set. So I, And they do black and white, black and pink, black and red, black and... I would like all of yeah. the different ones on a rail so that nice. I can change for each song of my set that I'm playing at. 
amazing that sounds like a absolute given that i can do that we can <laughs> unlimited spot of our money we can do that That's yeah the- <laughs> um, and obviously a paddling pool and a paddling pool well can we upgrade the paddling pool to just have a full-on like swimming pool because paddling yeah. pool is kind of like kind of gives me like vibes of like you not your dad, that's a weird sentence, but like someone like <laughs> your creepy uncle with his feet in the beard, like maybe I'm like a redneck American. Sorry. Yeah, American. no, fuck that off then. None of that creepy uncle shit. <laughs> if we can help it. Yeah, that sounds good. But to come off stage and to <laughs> get straight into water would be a dream. Yeah. yeah, that works. That works. I would take <laughs> off my four hundred pound dress first. Yeah, well that's probably well, you've got a limit of those, so you can that's yeah. true. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> Just fuck, just fuck the budget. We'll just jump straight in the pool. I love yeah. it. <laughs> um, and also, um, I'm obsessed with like CBD drinks at the moment. So if we could chuck a couple of those in, yeah, it works. We can do that. We can do that. I, as long as you didn't say anything animal related, we've had a few animal ones related, and I said oh. which is fine, but we need to keep them away from the black metal bands. I'm sorry, it's a really bad joke, but right. every time. And <laughs> one day I'm gonna because I asked this question like way way when I started, and I said, uh, did you any like kind of like uh, ritual things before you go on stage. I just wanted someone to say, "Yeah, we sacrifice a goat." But I've not had that plan yet. So I don't actually we don't either. Sorry. No, yeah. Damn. I thought you could we, do one. We do have a ritual though, but I've forgotten it. What do we say? Oh, we say big chungas. <laughs> I always thought it meant big boobies, but apparently it doesn't. It wasn't me that started it. It was Craig, uh, I think. But we Fair. put our hands in and then we go yeah. one, two, three, big chungas. <laughs> love it. Love it. That's amazing. <laughs> Every time. Awesome stuff. Um, Molly, this has been super fun. Um, I'm gonna ask you a couple of questions then and then we'll let you on your way on this on this Friday afternoon. Okay. Um, and the one of the questions I ask every single artist I've had on in the last three and a bit years I've done this podcast is what is the best thing about being in a band for you personally? Oh, that's Oh, there's so many things. Um, I think my favorite thing, I said it at the start, I'll never stop saying it, is the like is the fact of the friendship that it builds. It's a very special friendship. Um, and um I'm so lucky, one, to be in a band with Lauren, my cousin. She's my best friend, my cousin. We work together, we've lived together. Um, and therefore, because we're related, I think it creates this beautiful dynamic of um, the boys feeling like our brothers as well it's it's t- and seeing them I am okay this is probably my favorite thing I'm a proud mum I really mm-hmm. am and like I look at them all playing their instruments and doing their thing and I can't help but be like my babies and it yeah, gives yeah. me this really um wholesome warm feeling inside and again it's just like they're the parts of life that I really strive for the really um natural and organic and just like properly um happy moments absolutely i love that i love that um and basically what is ahead in the rest of 2023 into 2024 a trip um don't dream too much is out everywhere now you've got um obviously a couple of tour uh, a couple of festival appearances what's ahead that we could talk about um we are back in the studio next month so amazing lovely job lovely job nice yeah so i'm really excited we've got um a few tracks that we've written that we're just so excited about Mm -hmm. um so it'll probably it might be a little rinse and repeat job we might drop Mm -hmm. another little ep we might do singles we might do we're not going to do an album yet um but to be honest again a good a, a big theme of this is that we're never completely sure where we're going and I, yeah, actually yeah. we do love that um yeah. 
we are hoping to be invited on a stunning tour with someone um yeah. so fingers crossed the the right person the right artist the right act reaches out and takes us on tour with them um but everything so far has felt very like serendipitous mm-hmm. um you know, the Wargasm tour was off the back of us doing a one-off tour with the one-off show with them in Brighton and they liked us and took us away and we were so lucky. So I honestly think, and I believe and I manifest and whatever, mm. that it will t- it takes a life of its own. I've yeah. got a good I've got a good feeling. Whatever's gonna happen, it, it will be exciting. Absolutely love that. Absolutely love that. Is there anything you want to say that we need to mention at the end of the podcast? Anything you need to say to people listening and watching at home? Um, just thank you so much. Thank thank you for having us. Um, no, and pleasure. also thank you to anyone that's listened to Don't Dream Too Much. And we hope you love her. Um, she is a passion project. So yeah, just get hyped for the next for the next moves. Absolutely. And, and one thing I will say is um, it's worth, if there's anything I've learned from this podcast, you said don't dream too much. I think dream dream lots more. Oh you yeah. Can shoot for the stars, and you'll fucking get there. Because you know, like I say, we're we're living out our dreams here, and it's uh, it's all good. Lovely job. Thank you. Have a lovely rest of your weekend and we will catch up with you very soon. Thank you. Peace out. See you all soon.